It's 1983. I'm a little dude. I'm in a dark theater, barely able to see over the seats in front of me, next to my father, next to my sister, wearing a light blue speeder bike t-shirt, Return of the Jedi. That's the movie we're talking about. And I'm watching this movie in awe with my father reading me the Jabba the Hutt subtitles. And I was hooked. It had me, and it still does to this day. Everyone, I'm Peter A. DeLuca. I'm your pop culture host, and we're talking Star Wars. You hear that intro? Let's just bustle through it and get to light speed, anyway, pun intended, and talk about Return of the Jedi, 1983. Oh my god. This movie, of all the Star Wars movies, has the most memories. Uh, the second most memories is The Phantom Menace. The third most memories is Force Awakens, and I'm going to touch on those because <laughs> those ones are very pivotal to me. They're very pivotal. Um, so much life experience. They're um, anchors to a lot of emotion, memories, some good, some bad, uh, anguish, like all these things. Uh, all these. All these uh, notes that we even love within Star Wars, and uh, you know, this is this is what happens. This is the power. This is the power of Star Wars because it's been going on for so long. So many people have elements of their life attached to it. Even now, even with Last Jedi, uh, even with Rise of the Skywalker, those movies, as as divisive as they are, there's people who have meaningful moments attached to those movies. Uh, going from movie to movie, and that is why it's rare. Uh, the only other film series, I believe, that did something similar was Harry Potter. Uh, some people say, like, you no, know, you can say like James Bond, but you know, James Bond uh, didn't connect. It, it doesn't reach people the same way as Star Wars does and Harry Potter, and it, it's it's amazing, and. Looking back, it's almost like wow, you know, like what is the the next generation? What what do our children now have like to do with that? And you know, you 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 can say it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Marvel Cinematic Universe touched people in the same way because it might be a Doctor Strange movie, but someone saw Doctor Strange at a at a crucial moment in their life, and they're forever connected to that movie. And that, that's why our culture, you know, that's why these movies and these books and these TV shows, action figures, everything, that's why it's important. That's why it must be maintained, cherished, and even held to a standard. And I hate to say it, you know, but, but we're in an age where our culture tore down Watchmen and it tore down Star Wars. But with that being said, I'm Peter A. DeLuca. I'm your boy. I'm your host. <laughs> Thank you for the long intro. Uh, find me on the, all social media, a.k.a. Pad, uh, all the Audacity podcasts. We're available everywhere. Everyone, if you're listening, please leave a review. I need reviews. I need subscriptions. Uh, we're growing this army, and I am not stopping. This is episode 267. I'm pumped. But yeah, so... So much about that. So, in the previous episode uh, for Empire Strikes Back, uh, 266, I mentioned, you know, I've been talking about the special editions. And I mentioned that this movie is the one that 
did the most with the special editions because even when I was a kid, I remember loving this movie and loving everything that came after this movie. The Ewok TV specials, the droid TV show, uh, the cartoon, the Ewok cartoon, and you know, and none of it carried on. Then it was like poof, it was gone. And you know, Star Wars was not to return until the special editions. And throughout my youth, watching the VHS tapes of Star Wars, I it, Return of the Jedi never seemed to to fully click. Uh, the parts I loved of Return of the Jedi were the beginning, and even now. If there's one of these Star Wars movies of the original three that I watch the most, it's Return of the Jedi because I love Luke's character in the beginning of the movie so much. Uh, I love his showdown with Jabba. I'm not sure what the plan of action was to get Han out. <laughs> it seems that as well uh, mapped out as the Emperor's plan of action and the Phantom Menace or the Joker's plan of action in The Dark Knight. It just makes no sense. But it's just fun. And you know, like everything with the Ewoks, but you know, like you 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 would endure this this very weak middle for the the spaceship fighting because the spaceship fighting and the the, the Star Wars, the wars of Star Wars, it, it was magnificent. And you know, some people knocked the Return of the Jedi for doing another another Death Star. I get that, but who who cares? The, some of those shots and sequences are so fantastic. Uh, it, it just makes the mind like run, like you. It does transport you, and that's what Star Wars is all about. So the, the special editions come in, and they add uh, a musical sequence to Jabba's palace. They add. Uh, you know, like, I'm just talking about, like, some of the most notable. And then the ending of the movie, they take out this Ewok song. And they add, like, a montage of all the other uh, home worlds and planets that we know from all six Star Wars movies. Um, you know, uh, cheering about the their, uh, their freedom now. You know, the Emperor is dead. The Empire is defeated. And everyone's happy. And the, the new ending works. Okay? The original ending, the original Ewok song is just a little bit too much. The Job of the Hut song, I get it, but hey, look, we got more shots of Boba Fett. We have a more deadly look in Sarlacc Pit. Uh, the original Sarlacc Pit literally was a hole in the sand with teeth. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't look like anything. Uh, you know, they, as Walt Disney would say, they plussed it out and they sold these ideas with the special editions and they nailed it. They nailed it. Uh, can we do without the singing sequence in Return of the Jedi? Maybe, whatever. I, I, I just expect it. You know, like it, it really doesn't uh, interrupt the movie for me. And we're in an age now where uh, the future Star Wars is so uncertain with uh, this complete meltdown of Rise of Skywalker. Uh, everything is leaning on Mandalorian. Everything is leaning towards streaming. And the, the way we absorb uh, Star Wars may change in the, in the very near future. Uh, the special editions, uh, I think, foresaw for that and projected that, okay? Uh, they were ahead of their time. These new Star Wars movies would benefit from a special edition run, okay? Uh, go back, make special editions, 
redo some of the movie. Like, re- just, just, just redo it. Just redo while everyone's still young. Okay, and then they still look like their the roles and the characters. Just do it. Um, spend spend the money. You're you're going to make money off a of rise of spend it wisely. But anyway, uh, Return of the Jedi uh, has just grown on me. It's grown on me throughout the years uh, because there's these moments that I wait for. Uh, Luke Skywalker and the way that he stares down Jabba the Hutt is just completely awesome and i i hate to say it but he's 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 not in there as a jedi he's he's basically in there not knowing uh if he's sith or or jedi he's really in the middle because if we look at how obi-wan and qui-quan go into their negotiation in star wars episode one it's a completely different demeanor and i believe uh, Obi-Wan does that three times in the prequel trilogy. Uh, the other two times he's with Anakin Skywalker. So, you know, we're, we're able to witness uh, how passive, you know, they're, they're pacifists. They will negotiate first. But uh, Luke doesn't do that. You know, Luke's ready to fight. He, he is an unstoppable weapon in Return of the Jedi. And, and I love it. And uh, the music you now, uh, this was the movie that made me realize what uh, cinematic music, what, what music was. Uh, to look up and to understand who John Williams, who scored Star Wars. Uh, you know, I remember buying like the, the first collected CD edition for uh, of, of all the soundtracks. And, you know, Return of the Jedi... I would put it on first because I loved the Rebel March. Uh, you know, it's like okay, I can't do it. It's bad. But the Rebel like March, it's like the rally of of everyone before they attack the uh, second Death Star is awesome. I always loved the trap that Emperor Palpatine sets. Uh, you know, uh, even like when I was younger, and even now, you know, Vader's turn isn't really. You know, it's not very convincing. <laughs> and I know that's very, that's very uncommon. Vader turned good to defeat ultimate evil to save his son. But that doesn't really mean Vader vindicated his life, right? I mean, Vader did some horrible things. But, but we have that. That's fine. Okay? Because we have to end the movie somehow. Even as a kid, I never really bought that. But I understood it. I understood the arc of Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker and what that meant. And just the uh, the idea of Phantom Menace going into a, a child, Anakin Skywalker, was just mind-blowing with that initial trailer when that came out. That little quick-time thumbnail-sized trailer that I watched, it blows your mind because you knew... They were heading in the right direction, and and it may not have totally felt like Star Wars at the time, but it did. You know, looking back, it doesn't, but it did at the time, and just the the possibilities and the the anticipation, all of it. This movie, the special editions, and the release of the Phantom Menace led to the explosion. Of Star Wars, it, the the level of anticipation it was masterful and it was perfectly executed. I think by everyone involved. But look, everyone, Returning the Jedi is people hate the Ewoks. I love it all. I really do. I soaked this movie in, and I love the '80s ridiculousness. 
swinging for the fences. You tried so hard with the Ewoks. <laughs> you, did, you did not sell the Ewok battle well, but you tried. And you, you also tried to expand on the mythology of the Ewok with our next episode. Episode 268 is going to be the Ewoks caravan caravan of co no no it's going to be the battle for endor okay <laughs> that's right because the ewoks had two made for tv movies i'm going to be discussing one of them and then we're going to jump into star wars episode one phantom menace with 269 that's the number you've been waiting for but for everyone thank you so much we're continuing our star wars conversation at only at aka pads audio audacity podcast i love you and goodbye